Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Let's get around. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of the Buckeye Rose. Ohio State fall camp begins today. You ain't got to wait no more. Summertime is over. Football time is back. Camp is back. What is good? Me and Ron here want to bring you the news every morning. Talk camp. Talk all things Ohio State. You know what I'm saying? Give you some more. You know, the Sunday show. It's been moving. People have been liking it. Everybody's been like, yo, we need some more content from y'all. We got you. Ron, what's going on? Nothing much. I'm glad to be here with you this morning. I'm glad to be talking Buckeye football. The season couldn't get here soon enough. I was just on Twitter Spaces yesterday, and I heard someone saying the Miami Hurricanes were going 10-2, and two, and I was <laughs> like, we need to start playing football immediately. So I am glad the Buckeyes are in camp so we have some real football to talk and we don't have to hear that nonsense anymore. I'm glad that you're here with me and going to be here with me every morning this season here on the Buckeye Rose. Yeah, 100% fact. Well, it was 12-0 and last year, so I'm glad it, it took a little step back down. I was 10-2, so we feel it. We get more realistic as the seasons go by. <laughs> They're definitely they're definitely starting to figure it out. Twelve and zero was a bit ambitious this year, so at least ten and two, still not realistic. But I mean, it's ballpark, I guess. Yeah. So obviously, we we got some morning people. Fifteen people in here in the chat. Go ahead, hit that like button. Appreciate y'all joining us in the morning. We miss y'all. Obviously, going a whole week. I'm like, man, I I, I miss the gang. So I'm glad to see y'all in here. Good morning. Go ahead, hit that like and share. Wake wake somebody else up. You know what I'm saying? It's time to work. It's time to get better. You know, go wake somebody else up and let them know we live. So today we're going to talk about the quarterback battle a little bit. Ryan Day spoke. Obviously, we have Big Ten Media Day, so we're going to cover that. We're going to cover some position battles. We're going to get you kind of warmed up for camp. You know what I'm saying? So, so Ron, I want to start with Ryan Day. He talked quarterback battle, and obviously he hasn't ruled out playing both guys this season. Where do you see this at? Where do you see this going? Well, he needs to roll that out because I was just yelling and making fun of Michigan fans last week, telling them about their quarterback battle that went all the way into week three and how that's not going to happen at Ohio State. And then Ryan Day comes out yesterday and says he's not going to completely rule out playing both guys this season. So, I mean, I'm I'm going to look like I might have egg on my face if he ends up rolling out two quarterbacks and we don't see the starter named until week three like Michigan did last year. I think it would be best for the whole team if we were able to figure out a quarterback before the season starts and name a starter and stick with them and roll with them. And I think we're eventually going to do that. I think Cal McCord's going to be the guy, but I mean, like our guy Chris Drew and Zach say every day on Menace, don't roll out Devin Brown. That competitive fire is something like we've never seen in that quarterback room. And then Ryan Day also had comments where he said he'd like to see our quarterback provide what CJ provided in the last drive against Georgia. So, I mean, that might lean towards Devin Brown using his legs, someone that can create when things start to fall apart. So, I mean, things seem to be up in the air. And as much as I pounded the table all offseason and said this isn't a legitimate quarterback battle and Kyle's the guy, I think I'm wrong. I think this really is a battle, and they're really going to have to fight it out in camp. Uh, Ryan Day normally likes to uh, name a quarterback within the second week of camp and really have his guy and transition those reps over. But I mean, again, in his press conference yesterday, he said he would be okay with them. I mean, they're going to be splitting reps to start the season. So what do you think about them splitting reps to start uh, fall camp immediately, 50-50? Well, first of all, there is no quarterback battle. 
All the reps need to go to Lincoln Conholes. Shout out to my guy Chris. He is gonna take the reins. And we, we ain't looking West back. Dakota Heisman. Yeah, four years, four natties. But yeah, so <laughs> before I weigh in, I want everybody in the chat. I see Melo in here saying it's gonna be Devin. Go ahead and weigh in. This is your this is your last chance to say you was right. Go ahead and put who you think is gonna start. Don't wait till we get to camp and be like, oh, I told you it was Kyle. No, put it on wax right now. Throw it in the chat. We'll see. We'll see where everybody's leaning. But yeah, no. Um I'm excited, man. I honestly will lean Kyle. I've, I've been riding with that the whole season uh, or the whole offseason. So I will lean Kyle and I want him to get it like a little bit. I want him to get a shot. You know what I'm saying? He's waited three years. He's been in the program. He's put in the grind. He's waited behind a really good quarterback, a first rounder, second pick. So, you know, I want him to get his chance to see what he can do. But obviously the best guy has to play. So I, I'm interested to see it. I mean, I want that McCord uh, Harrison connection. So that's where I'm leaning. I mean, I'm I'm cool with them splitting rest, but like I said, somebody's got to take the job. So we'll see, I and mean, we know, you know, we'll come and talk about it. So that's a quarterback battle. Everybody weigh in on that. I want to move to position battles. If that's cool with you, Ron. But let's see what yeah, everybody's I'm So I'm seeing McCord. I'm seeing Devin Brown. It's a it's a little bit of mix here. So yeah, one thing I wanted to get your comment. I want to get your comments real quick on. Uh, so Kyle McCord spoke to the media yesterday, too, and both quarterbacks, Kyle and Devin, both really emphasized their effort to become a vocal leader in the locker room. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Kyle said that uh, it wasn't something that he was comfortable doing with CJ there. You know, it was CJ's team. It's kind of um, learn how to follow before you can lead type of thing. And now both of these guys have the opportunity to really step up in that role in a vocal leader. What type of vocal leader do you think these guys can be? Honestly, and this is just going by interviews, I don't, I don't know them, so we can't speak with them personally, but they both give out, you know, leader quarterback vibes. I mean, they both give out that vibe of you don't need necessarily a rah-rah guy. And uh, Kyle McCord doesn't seem like that. He seems like that cool, confident guy. You know, me, I, I idolized James Bond growing up. So, you know, I like that cool, confident guy. You know, <laughs> I don't got to talk about it. I'm going to show you later. So I like that. Um, And obviously, Devin Brown, he's got a little more fire to it, what it seems like. So, I mean, I'm excited for both of them. I think both of their styles will work. I mean, I'm honestly thinking they're both going to be good leaders. And I think they both will play here. So their, their QB styles and their leadership styles work just fine for me. What about you? Yeah. I mean, uh, when you brought up Devin Brown, I thought immediately to see ball because every time we talk about Devin Brown, we go, man, he got some shit to him. Like you just <laughs> see him like every time Devin Brown is in an interview, he has that little smirk on his face. Like I know what the, Thing I'm supposed to say is but at the same time like you can see it in his face he wants to talk shit so like I like that energy I like that charisma but like you said I think this is Kyle's year and I just know that we're going to be in good hands regardless of who the quarterback is but for just the long-term I guess health of the room I would love to see Kyle get a year and be one and done Devin get a year be one and done Lincoln get a year and be one and done. We saw it work with Dwayne, and I'd love to see it again with the next three. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope we run that train of, of, of one and done. That would be actually pretty cool. And I see, I see maybe with a uh, bold take here. I think McCord starts week one. Then Devin takes it over after that. I'm interested to see that. Okay, so everybody got their quarterback battles on wax. Go to pick that <laughs> next. I want to ask you this. So obviously, somebody's got to play next to the quarterback. That's the running back, and that's been much of debate for the season. Now, I have been 
the Travion Henderson guy. I even nicknamed him 3K Trey because he's going to go crazy this season. <laughs> whoa, 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 bro. No, no. We're going to cancel that. Like, that is a Kasai-level nickname. Were y'all in the, you were in the lab with Kasai hey. coming up with that one. 3K Trey, I mean, that sounds like when our boy jumps on – on the space before the Penn State game, and says Trey's going to run for 400 yards, and or and CJ's going to throw for 500. Like 3K Trey is pretty fucking ridiculous. Three, three, I, I can't rock yards. with that. And I'm and I'm a Travion guy. And tr- 3K, 3K. Hey, that's that's ridiculous. No, nobody steal it. I already copyrighted it, so I don't <laughs> want to see it all over the timeline when he start going crazy. Yeah, hit the BDMG Trey. store for your 3K Trey shirts. <laughs> But yeah, but Ryan Day, he he talked about Trayvon Henderson a lot, and I'll open up to other running backs in here. So first, everybody in the chat, go give me your take on your running back. Who you think is going to make the biggest impact? See, the fellow's on the train, baby. That's what I like. <laughs> yeah, let me know who you think is going to make an impact. Obviously, Mike and Cam ain't here, here so we ain't got to hear the feedback of uh, Chip and Dallin, but obviously, let us know who you think is going to go. But Ryan Day talked about having a healthy Trayvon Henderson, what he can do for the offense. I want to hear your opinion. Do you think we get the Travion Henderson that we've been that we've been promised? The Lord has promised us a healthy running through his hole, Travion Henderson. What do you think we get? You said it twice now. There's one word that matters here. Healthy. Travion Henderson last year, and even as a freshman, was nicked up here and there. Uh, he dealt with the broken foot last year, and you could see it when he was on the field. He was hesitant to, and here's Cam in the chat right <laughs> now, go, already talking about Chip. Can't even get my point out, and Cam wants it to be known that Chip and Dallin are the guys. But no. <laughs> you saw it last year. Every time Trey would plant his foot, go to make a cut, he was hesitant. He wasn't hitting holes. A lot of question about his vision. But at the same time, he said every time he planted his foot, it felt like, you know what I mean? There were needles going into it. So knowing that he's healthy and he's going to be able to look like he did his freshman year, I feel like people forgot what he looked like. I mean, everybody was drooling over Blake Corm last year. Go put Blake Corm's numbers up against uh, Travion's freshman numbers. And he was splitting carries with Master Teague at the time. Um, he didn't start in the Minnesota game. There were a couple games where Trey got nicked up early and they just took his helmet from him. And I always used to joke that, Travion's third year would be his Heisman campaign. And I don't know if I can stick to that statement now, but it always seemed like they were always trying to protect his health because they knew Trey was going to be needed the year that CJ left. We have a first-year starter at quarterback. We have this five-star running back, number one running back in his class. We knew that we were going to have to lean on Trey his junior year and while he was banged up last year they made every effort his freshman year to keep him healthy so having him healthy coming into the season I think is huge and adds another element to the offense we were talking about it yesterday that big playability we don't have a a wide receiver on the team right now I mean Jaden Ballard but we don't know how much he's going to play we don't have a wide receiver that's just going to crib a slant he's going to catch a slant and just take it to the house 80 yards but Travion's one of those backs that you can handle the ball on a counterplay, and he's taking it 80 yards. So that big play explosion to get our offense on the field uh, and um, score quickly, I feel like that's a much-needed element to the offense this year. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, like like you said, there's no real back that I've seen yet that does what Trey does when he gets into the open field. They don't have that explosion, that burst, where he gets through the line and, and he's out the gate. The problem may be getting him through the line, but let's let, let's hope the uh, the O line and 
and uh, Ryan Day can scheme them up and help them maybe get them some space, you know, throw some screens, things like that, just to get them the ball. But I obviously think that's the guy. But even if Trey gets a little banged up this season, you know, we have a staple back to where other guys can fill in. And I think this running back room is going to be strong regardless. I just not just Trey... strong. I think it'll be the best in the country. One through five, one through five, one through five. What they say, limit expectations, and then you know when it actually happens, everybody feels better about it. Because it's gonna be seen as a solid, really good running back. See, I have a different approach. I call this uh, lie, lie, lie. (laughs) Off season still. I mean, I know camp is here, but I mean, season's so close. I'm ready to lie. I'm ready to lie. Oh man, yeah. So obviously, that's running back. Let's move over to the defensive side of the ball. So we have Steel Chambers and CJ Hicks is, a, is about it. everybody's looking for. I'm looking for Gabe Powers, too. Let me let, let, get my guy get too much in the shade. But I'm looking at all the younger heads to step up, start to make an impact, get a little game experience, and, and see where we can go from there. But CJ Hicks is the guy. We've been talking about him all offseason. CJ needs to play. And obviously, we have Steel Chambers, who's been around. He even talked with us on Twitter. So thank you, Steel Chambers, for, for talking to us, chopping it up. Appreciate that. But um, yeah, so we have a little clip first of all that we, that we want to play a little, a shout, a little, a little, a little commercial. You know what I'm saying? So Ron, go ahead and hit that, and then we'll jump into it. Yeah, shout out to our guy Chris Drew and everyone from the best damn space. We run spaces on Twitter, and they get pretty live sometimes. But the one day, our boy Chris was in there with a flamethrower, and I feel like this comment right here is the perfect way to preface this conversation about C.J. Hicks and Steel Chambers. Like, wow. Wow. Chris, bro, just rotate him like George, like Georgia did two years ago. No, nigga, don't rotate him. Start that nigga and don't look. That's back. how I feel, Chris. That's how I feel. <laughs> hey, oh God, hey, swear to God, bro. Hey, 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 man. I think you do it No, do not rotate. And here's why. Here's why. Everybody in the Ohio State side, like, like all the fans, like the pump sunshine. Here we go. They swear that Ohio State has the best evaluation. They swear that Ohio State develops the highest clip. And they swear the coaches know the most. All three cannot be true. If you trust the developmental side of it, then that would suggest that nigga CJ's better than Harold Perkins. You trust the development side of it, that would suggest that they develop better than LSU at that position. So if those two things are I Bill Carter as well. Everybody else in that roster and start that nigga. I don't care. Tell niggas to go to Ball State. Tell niggas to go to Marshall. Tell niggas to go to Illinois. It does not matter. Start that nigga and never look back. That is the situation with a linebacker. You heard the man. Never look back. You got to start them and never look back. What are your thoughts on the battle at linebacker between CJ Hicks and Steel Chambers? I know it's a big day at camp, so I doubt Steel Chambers will see this and be able to come after us on the timeline. So I think you're safe, Q. Give your honest feelings here. <laughs> well, let me let me angle it a little bit differently. Like, if this was me and I was a linebacker coach or defensive coordinator, one, I'd be on a beach most of the time because I'd be making almost $2 million a year. But besides that, still, I think Steel Chambers and C.J. Hicks would probably be the two guys I would go with, have them flying around, 
have them playing ball, have them hitting people is probably where I would go for more athletic. But, you know, I don't want to disrespect Ron, so I won't say that. Yeah, so if anyone in the chat wants to host a morning show about Ohio State, <laughs> the Buckeye Roast, I am taking applications because Q is fucking fired. How dare you disrespect Tommy Heismanberg, one of the greatest college football players of all time. One, he will be this year the first linebacker to ever win the Heisman. The fact that we're trying to have a conversation about C.J. Hicks and Steel Chambers, and then you take this time to take a shot at Tommy Eichenberg, it's pretty disrespectful, and honestly, I'm not going to stand for it. But I want to piggyback off of what Chris said about the development here. We hear all the time that Ohio State has the best evaluation, the best development, the smartest coaches. And like Chris said, if we're doing the math, carry the seven, subtract the five, CJ Hicks should be better than Harold Perkins. And when I look at Phil Steele, Phil Steele's telling me Harold Perkins is the best linebacker in the country. Make it make sense. Like Chris said, all of these things cannot be true. So what is going on here? Did we miss on the evaluation? Is CJ Hicks not the five-star that 247 told us? Did we miss on the development? Is he not developing the way that we should be developing at Ohio State? Or do our coaches not know what they're doing? Our coaches say they know the most. Should he be playing? I want to know where the breakdown is between those three things that Ohio State claims that we are the best at. Where did Where's the breakdown if C.J. Hicks is not playing and we have another player that was, he's ranked better than Harold Perkins, and Harold Perkins is showing out down at LSU as a true freshman. So I just want to know what's going on there and why he's not playing. Um, yeah, I mean, Chris was exactly right. And that was a dope cut up video. So shout out to Ron, one of the best content creators on Twitter. Give him a follow. But, um, but yeah, no, Chris is exactly right. And I think it's a little bit, and we talked about it in the state of the program. If you haven't checked that out, that'll get you ready for the season right there. But, um, <laughs> he's right, man. I think it's a little bit of a risk game. You have the older veterans, you have the younger guys trying to break out. And I think the coaches at times we've seen play it a little safe. So I, I think they want to work C.J. Hicks in a little bit. But like other schools are doing, and like Cam said, Abdul Carter as well, man, let these freak shows just go play. Let them make mistakes early on. We playing, you know, West Dakota State and, and Mountain West U. So Don't like, forget about our home and home with Arkansas State. Yeah, Arkansas State. We'll be, home <laughs> home. We'll be on the road. So make sure you get your tickets early. But, um, yeah, I mean, let them run around, make mistakes early, and at the end of the season, you get better players like Georgia did. Um, they had freshmen playing late in the season and they didn't look like freshmen anymore. So I think that's the road we should take. I think that's the road where you play the most talent, like with Sonny Styles as well, and, and you see what you get later on. But um, yeah, I think that's what it is. But obviously, it's a new camp. It's a new season. It's not hold on to the past from last year. Let's see what Jim Knowles does. No, I couldn't agree more. And that's something that I'm going to keep an eye on this whole camp. I mean, I don't know what type of insight that we'll be able to get and how uh, tight-lipped that they're going to be about this battle. Because like Cam said on uh, Buckeye BS this Sunday, you usually don't see a guy lose a starting position uh, due to injury. So I still think CJ is going to have to come in and fight with Steele for that position. So I think that's possibly behind the quarterback battle, the next most interesting position battle that we have going on this camp. Another one that I want to ask you about, though, is the nickel spot. We've heard so many different things about this position. We've heard that they want to play a corner there more, but then we bring in nickel safety, Jihad Carter. We bring in David Igbenosa. He's listed as a safety right now. Is he going to play that nickel spot? You had Cam Martinez. We all saw his low light reel against Michigan this past year. 
So I feel like that's another very intriguing position on the defensive side of the ball. And I wanted to ask you a couple questions about that. And the first one is, if we're going to, if you were going to have to put a distribution on the snaps between safety and corner there, and I'm going to count Iggy as a corner, even though they have him listed as a safety. Do you think we're going to see more snaps from nickel corners or nickel safeties? Well, so Jahar Carter and Cam Martinez is your nickel safeties. And then, or one of the traditional cornerbacks, who do you think we're going to get more reps from this year? I honestly think it will be corner. I think we will start three corners, which we should do, which we need to do. But yeah, I think it works better. I think, I think Iggy inside is, is the move they're going. They obviously list him as safety on the roster and he's not a safety. He's a corner. So I think he's going to play that nickel role. I mean, even if it was me, I probably would have kept him outside and played uh, Jordan Hancock in that nickel role, a little more fast guy, a little shifty to cover the slots. But either or, just give me a corner. I don't. I just don't want to see what I was seeing last year with, with safeties getting burnt <laughs> and, and put on highlight reels. So I would lean that corner will take that position. I mean, Ryan Day alluded to it a, a while ago now back in spring ball. So – that's the direction I want to see us go. I want to see three corners on the field. That is our strength, obviously, with those three guys. So, and obviously with Jair Brown as well. Let me count him. So, um, yeah, I think that's the direction we should go. I'm interested to hear your take. Yeah, shout out to Jair Brown. I feel like we talk about these uh, corners and safeties all the time, and that's a name that we don't talk about enough. I feel like he's definitely going to be someone uh, keeping the outside corners honest and. Uh, staying on their heels as far as fighting for playing time too. But um, I'm right there with you. Uh, we didn't bring in Iggy for no reason. Um, same with Jahad Carter. I want to see them out there. And I feel like everybody's worried because the beat was hyping up Cam Martinez during the spring. But there, I don't see them bringing in two people that would potentially play over top of him if they had serious plans of playing him this year. And I, I hope my reasoning is correct, but I mean – I hope that we are seeing significantly more Jahad Carter and David Igbenosa than uh, Cam Martinez. And like, I don't want to pile on this kid, uh, Cam Martinez. I mean, he had a rough game against Michigan last year, and I don't think he should be completely relegated to the bench. So I'm going to take my time to fire Parker Fleming right now, because if Cam Martinez is on this roster, there's only one thing that he needs to be doing and it's returning punts. He's one of the most dynamic players on the team with the ball in his hand. And we've had him on the defensive side of the ball since we got here. And we have that goofball, no nothing special teams coordinator, Parker Fleming out there putting our best receiver back there to get his fucking head taken off. Sorry, it wouldn't be an episode of any piece of content coming from Best Damn Media if we didn't park, fire Parker Fleming before the end of the episode. So I had to sneak that in there. It was a roundabout way to get there, but it had to be done. It's a paid ad at this point. That's not, that's not Ron's thing. That is why he pays Ron to make sure he puts it in every show. So. It's Shame Laurenitis' uh, agent that's actually paying for that ad spot, trying to get bro on staff full time. <laughs> <laughs> very expensive ad read but um yeah just to uh wrap that up yeah um obviously cam needs to get his chance and i mean i, I want to see how these guys play i think we have four corners legitimately that can play maybe five i think at safety we probably have four or five guys who, who should be able to play at this point so and to see what they do in camp hopefully it's an open battle let guys play we got josh Pryor still hanging around kai stokes is a young guy trying to come up sonny styles has to play it's no excuse like gotta play him so I mean, and Jahad Carter was kind of the guy I'm like, well, why do we bring him in? Because it seems like a pretty loaded room. So I'm interested to see what he can do. So, yeah, 
Obviously, we're going that way and had the nickel battle. And let's wrap it up. So does anybody really have any questions? I'll switch to you, Ron, while I check the chat. You got anything else? No, I mean, I'm just so excited that football is finally here. Um, I know this pra- the first two practices this year are open to the fans. So I hope to have a bunch of great clips for you guys tomorrow. And yeah, really dive into camp and what people are seeing out there. Yeah, same here, man. I'm just excited. Football is back. <clears throat> we got 39 people in here. Make sure y'all like the video. Sorry. We're going to bring y'all good content every morning. Ron's going to come. He's going to look for clips. We're going to check interviews. And we just want to come in and talk about it. Start start the beat off. Start the movement off and bring y'all some energy in the morning. I know everybody heading to work, all the things like that. So just want to get you get you up in the morning. I had those days where I was tired, just dragging in. But, you know, I ain't had no Buckeye roast to wake me up. So that's what we try to do for you here. We did have some questions from the chat queue. I got one for you. What did your family do after Aaron Scott committed? <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, for we, those um, who don't know, for those who don't know, uh, Q is related to Aaron Scott. That's his little brother. We don't really like to advertise that and let people know that we're really tapped in with the program like that. But it is a family affair over here. Yeah, man. Well, we first thing we did was burned all of his Michigan gear because there, there was a lot of it stocked <laughs> up. It really had cleats, headbands, shades, all that. So we we threw all that out. You know, it was all, all fuck out from here on. We also lowered Seaball's blood pressure. That was the first two things we did. He's feeling, he's feeling a lot better now. He said, where are the – Ron, do you know where the uh, roster numbers are at? Question. I do not, but I'll, I'll check on that. Um. Yeah, someone said that they just got released, but I know one thing with the era of NIL, we have a lot of kids that are on roster that are like preferred walk-ons that traditionally would be scholarship players. I know the beat reported that they believe that uh, Lorenzo Styles, Sonny's brother, who transferred in from Notre Dame, would not be on scholarship this first year. So, I mean, uh, shout out to the collective, uh, the collectives. Uh, 1870 and the foundation I feel like they're doing a great job and with the money that's flowing around Ohio State I really don't think scholarships are a worry because uh, I think there's uh, people in Columbus that are more than willing to pick up the educational tab for uh, players that can contribute if we're over the limit yeah um, so that also yeah Lorenzo Styles a guy we didn't really touch on but excited to see what he can do at corner coming up I mean his position changed but he's athletic we've we seen that firsthand so Another guy I'm interested to watch to see if he can somewhat be around the rotation. I don't think he'll be starting in the top three, but see if he can be around and we can get some game time with him. But, oh, I forgot. Uh, where's Court Williams before, before we go? I expect to see him in the Captain chat. Buckeye, was that not him? Was that not him in the Brutus costume taking pictures with the uh, Oregon Ducks? Come on. <laughs> what? What would I say? He's saying listen at linebacker now. He should have been linebacker two seasons ago. I don't, I, I don't know who we're doing. I think he's this. listed at linebacker coach right now. <laughs> yeah, he might be. <laughs> Shout out to the guy Court Williams. He's been uh he's been holding it down for the Buckeyes since he got here. Even before he got here, Captain Buckeye. I know he's a Buckeye through and through, so I don't wanna make fun of him too much. Yeah. Um are you worried Absolute. about the defensive line this season? Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. Ryan Day talked yesterday um, during his press conference about how he likes that the defensive line rotation is going to be tightened up with the amount of experience that they have. I think Jack and JT are going to show who they are and why they were ranked uh, not just top five defensive ends, but top five players in their class. Mm -hmm. You have Kenyatta Jackson and Caden Curry behind them. I think you have one of the best interior defensive lines that we've had 
possibly in the Ryan Day era, Mike Hall and uh, Tyleek Williams, I feel like are going to be major major disruptions in the middle. You have Ty Hamilton and um, who's the new guy from Old Miss? Tywan Malone. Tywan Malone, also another big guy. These are bigger body guys that Larry traditionally does not have on the interior. So as far as worries on the defense, I would rank the defensive line last. I feel like that is probably going to be the strength of the defense this year. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my fault. That's the wrong one. Uh, who do you think is the block O this season? I hope Cam Martinez to represent the zero snaps that he should play. Sorry. I said that in the group chat and you pitched it to me. I had to get it out there. Like, I wasn't. I really wasn't going to say it, and then it started flowing off my tongue, and I, I just had to let it go. That joke was too fire to leave oh in the group chat. Honestly, I have no. I have no idea. Maybe Court Williams. We just talked about Court Williams. I think he would be a fitting person. I don't know what the exact standards are for the blocko, but I know it's supposed to be some sort of ceremonial thing, and I think the the blocko jersey will fit better than the Brutus head. Yeah, I can't top that answer, so I'll move on to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little recruiting question before we get out of here. How do you feel about Edric Houston? Um, well, if you don't know, Ohio State stops recruiting in June. So it I, I hope, you know, it's been <laughs> I hope it's enough to carry over December. We'll really recruit after June. We just gotta coast after that. We got the season going on. No, I feel pretty good about Edric Houston. Shout out to our guy Zeke from Menace to Recruiting. So if he's wrong, you go uh, yell at, at another Buckeye fan on Twitter. But according to my guy Zeke, I'm feeling good about Edric Houston. Right. And do we run the ball? Last question of the day. Do we run the ball this more this season? I think absolutely. Uh, with first-year starter, a quarterback, I feel like you need to keep the defense honest. I feel like with Trey healthy – um, you know, you I mean you have a five star top running back in his class. I mean, you saw what Texas did with Bijan last year, so I don't think it'll be quite like that, but I definitely think that we will see us run the ball more. Okay. All right, and that wraps up this first episode of Buckeye Roast. We got 40 people in here. Everybody, you know, share it. Oh, KJ Bolden, good luck. That's all I'm gonna say on that one. Um <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Share the episode, you know what I'm saying? Let everybody know we come in here early. Should be every morning at 8 a.m. We'll be in here. We'll be hanging out with you guys, obviously getting the beat started. Give me that bug out content. So that first hour of work, you got something to listen to. You got something to talk about, all that good stuff. But uh, Ron, go ahead and plug, and, and let, let's get up out of here. Yeah, speaking of plug. So, yeah, I'm not feeling too confident about this KJ Bolden commitment, but we will be live Saturday night right here on the YouTube channel to watch the commitment and give you guys an instant reaction. So make sure you hit that like, you hit that subscribe, and you hit that little bell to make sure that you are notified every time we go live and you will never miss us. So, yeah, we will be live this Saturday for the KJ Bolden uh, commitment. And if you want to find me, you could find me on Twitter at 2 underscore T-E-E-S. That's 2Ts. On Twitch at 2Ts. On TikTok at 2 Shiesty. In our In the description of this video, you can find a link to our Discord if you want to come hang out with us in there. We have a massive Buckeye chat. If you want to be a part of that, make sure you join the Discord and uh, join the Buckeye channel. So, yeah, we appreciate you guys pulling up. This was a great time. And we will be here Every morning this season, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m., talking all things Buckeyes. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you for pulling up. Deuces.